With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Playing through with Froggy, Brian, Golf, and Wacker. Another edition of the Playing Through podcast. Good to be with you again. We have finally made it. So today I'm alone by myself in the studio, but I am joined on the phone with our very own Brian Wacker, who is less than 30 miles away from the holy grail of golf, Augusta National. Good morning, Brian. In months we've been waiting. Seven, eight months, almost eight months for the next major. Finally, it's here. It's Masters Week. Finally. We are finally here. Let's not skip over this past weekend like it didn't happen. Real quick, if you want to follow us on Twitter, give us a quick follow. We would love it at Playthrough Golf on Twitter, at Froggy Radio, and at Brian Wacker One on Twitter as well. So the Houston Open, big, big win for Ian Poulter. I mean, a guy who had to win to get into the Masters. It was all or nothing. And I believe after Thursday, Brian, he was in 123rd place. He said he went back to his hotel room and packed up as if he was going home. Not the first time he's been in that position, so I'm not surprised. Look, that's one of the biggest comebacks in tour history to come from that far down the leaderboard. We've seen this happen before where guys will maybe make the cut on the number, come back to win the tournament. This guy after Thursday was near the bottom of the leaderboard and comes back to win the tournament. So that's outstanding. And how about just the onions on this guy that put on 18 a 20 20 or so footer to force the playoff with Bo Hostler I mean I, tw- I tweeted out I said look it's got to be a Ryder Cup here because Ian Poulter obviously making putts and matters and uh, what a putt that was what a moment and then of course wins the playoff uh, Bo Hostler hitting it driving it into the fairway bunker hitting it into uh, a greenside bunker and then hitting it uh, into the water. So uh, we've all uh, we've all been there yeah. in those moments. Yeah, Poulter, man, that, that was a cool moment. You could see how fired up he was. Uh, uh, the reaction was, that uh, he gave after making that putt in regulation, the pounding on the chest, I mean, it was reminiscent. And you're exactly right. You just said it. It was reminiscent of a Ryder Cup in the past where he just – pours him in. It's like he's putting into a Home Depot bucket. I mean, he just rolls him in like it's nothing. 
And he stood there. And I know he got a good read off of Bo in, in regulation as Bo's putt looked like it was going in as well. But, I mean, he rolled that thing in with authority. It didn't just get to the front edge and just creep over. It poured into the back of the cup. And then I really want to give credit as well to Bo Hostler. He drove it into the fairway bunker in regulation and then hit it on the green and, and uh, made par to get into the playoff, but then drove it into the fairway bunker again, as you said, hit it into the greenside bunker. Most guys, after hitting it in the water, would have just said, forget this. He gave his all to hope that maybe he could chip in and maybe Ian Poulter with three putt, they'd get a five and go on to a, to, to a future hole. There's a lot to be learned from what we saw in that playoff at uh, in Houston yesterday. Yeah, look, Bo's a young young kid, but uh, goes about his uh, game very professionally. You know, not surprised that he would do that. Because to your point, and look, that's one of Poulter's strengths is putting. But you just don't know in that situation when Ian's butt came up a few feet short. wasn't exactly gimme range, but uh, sure, you try to hold the chip shot and maybe get away with a bogey and uh, and, and somehow escape and, and live another day, but. Um, didn't work out for him. But look, Poulter, the credit you got to give this guy, I mean, he knew what was on the line going into the tournament. He had just finished outside the top 50 of the world, did not be exempt, and uh, knew he needed to win the tournament to get into the Masters, and knew what was on the line as he, as he gets over that putt, not just his first stroke play win, by the way, in the U.S., which is kind of amazing when you right. think that, you know, this guy's had some success all around the world, but has never won a stroke play event in the U.S. He's but he's won play. a match play event, correct? Yeah, so he's won a, a match play event in the U.S., but not not the stroke play. Real quick, if you're on Twitter, Ian Poulter is a fabulous follow. Has over 2 million followers. Really good guy. A fun follow. Very honest. He's very honest about his game when he's struggling, when he's playing well. Uh, interacts with the fans a lot. A very good follow on Twitter. So congrats to Ian. Hope he has a great week at the Masters. But here we are. To me, one of my favorite majors, probably if I had to list them in order, this would be my favorite major of the year. There's just something about Augusta. I've never been there, but there's something about it that is so different. And Brian is less than 30 miles away from rolling down Magnolia Lane and headed into Augusta. Brian, what should we expect this week? Who do you like? Well, look, there's always anticipation going into this major going into the Masters because it's the first one we've had in eight months, first major. It's the Masters. It's the only one that goes back to the same venue every single year. Uh, there's so much familiarity, so much history, so much intimacy to it. You know, sort of a the first early days of spring for a lot of folks around the country. So sort of the unofficial start of golf season for so many people. Right. I mean, let's start with Tiger. I mean, it starts with Tiger playing his first Masters in three years. He's missed three in the last four. Uh, he's obviously played well this year. Then you throw in uh, everybody, all the big names, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, uh, on and on and on. The anticipation anticipation for this year's Masters, it happens every year. There's, there's hype every year. But it feels it's, greater uh, this year feels bigger, and, and to me, that's all because of Tiger Woods. Right, so I'm looking here. The Masters odds have been updated. Now, if you remember, it started the year. Woods was listed 100-1 to 1 after his runner-up finish at the Valspar and a tied for five 
at the Arnold Palmer. He became an 8-1 to and was leading the odds. They've been updated this morning after the Houston Open. Tiger's no longer the betting favorite. Right now at 10-1, to your favorites are Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth coming off a top three in Houston, Roy McIlroy, and Justin Thomas. Tiger Woods is next at 12-1. to Then Justin Rose, 14-1. to Phil Mickelson, Ricky Fowler, and Bubba Watson with a win uh, just a couple weeks ago in the match play at 16 to 1. John Rahm and Jason Day at 18 to 1. Paul Casey, 25 to 1. He just won at the Valspar. Sergio Garcia, Hideki Matsuyama, Hendrick Stenson, and Tommy Fleetwood at 30 to 1. We've got Kucher, Norin, Reed, and Leishman at 40 to 1. Poulter slides in at 60 to 1 with Adam Scott, Charlie Hoffman, and Thomas Peters. And then just some other names to give you. Uh, Tony Finau, DeChambeau, Shoffley uh, at 80-1. to 1, And Zach Johnson, Ryan Moore, Russell Henley, Brendan Grace, uh, Kevin Kisner, Patrick Cantlay, and Webb Simpson are at 100-1. to 1. So those are the most recent odds as we head to Augusta on this Monday. And look, uh, all that tells you is that uh, some of the money is backed off of Tiger at this point. I think uh, we see this anytime he plays well. As Tiger was moving into contention at Bay Hill, the odds were changing. So that tells you how much he moves the needle, how much he moves money when it comes to golf in Vegas betting. Uh, Tiger, look, he's had enormous success at this golf course, won there four times, but he hasn't won since 2005 uh, at the Masters and, of course, hasn't won anywhere since 2013. So, I'll be really curious to see how it all plays out. But you, those names you read down, those top 15, 20, 25 names, that's where the winner is probably going to come, come from. That's where it typically does. Correct. And, you know, we, we spoke to Brandel Chambly here on the podcast. Uh, it's been about a month ago now. And we talked to Sean Foley just last week. And those guys both believe that a Tiger Woods with his maybe B-plus, A-minus game can still win at Augusta National – just off of the knowledge that he has of the golf course, and there's something about that golf course that does it for him, just as well as you've said before here, Wacker, that there's something about Magnolia Lane that changes things for Phil Mickelson as well. Yeah, absolutely. But to me, the biggest thing or the most curious thing I'm curious about is Tiger's ability to drive the golf ball, because that's specifically with the driver, because that's one area of his game where we've seen some inconsistencies talked about it before, that drive out of bounds uh, on the 16th hole on Sunday at Bay Hill, where he hit a big miss to the left, absolutely couldn't afford to, um, and we've seen some other shots. Um, when he's been in some pressure moments this, this early in this comeback, Brandon remember, this is a guy who has not played tournament golf effectively for a year, uh, and coming back from all of these, uh, you know, the injuries, the back surgeries, and so forth, so... It's also a guy who hasn't won a tournament in five years. So to me, I, I feel like there's been some pressure moments. He hasn't delivered the way you would expect him to deliver when he's been in those situations. But we have to remember, this is not the same Tiger who dominated for year after year after year. He's 42 years old. He's got all of those injuries. Um, he's had to overcome uh, yips. He's had to overcome swing changes. All of that stuff is is still in there to some extent where he may miss a shot where you expect him to make it. So Right, but let me ask you this. Do you think him driving down Magnolia Lane, do you think he gets nervous, or is there something about that golf course 
that oddly calms him and makes him feel oh. at home again? Oh, I think he's got to be excited. He said it the other day at his website. Now, there, again, there have been some changes since he won there in 2005. Uh, you know, I don't want to sit here and go into all of them, but it's a little bit different golf course. So, you know, look, all that said, he's got incredible wealth of knowledge you mentioned uh, at the top here. Uh, it's a place that he gets jazzed up for. He's got incredible success. Even when he hasn't won the tournament, I believe he finished 17th in his last start at Augusta National. Before that, you know, had a string of top fives in there. So this is a guy who knows how to play well at Augusta. So I would, again, not be surprised to see him play well. Right. Can he win? Sure, he could win. Is he going to? You know, we'll get to that. But, but uh, it, it, look, it's a loaded, stacked field this year. So right. this, this Mike Gerdown is one of the best best masters uh, we've seen in a while. You know, so he'll arrive today on the grounds. Not sure if he'll play today or not, but he will arrive. He'll play a practice round tomorrow, I'm sure. A press conference tomorrow at 1 o'clock Eastern time on Tuesday. He may even play the par three. That's what they're that's saying. So that's what I wanted to ask you. So yeah. the par three contest goes down Wednesday. That is undecided yet. What is the positives or what? Are, I know the drawbacks are nobody's ever won the par three and then won the Masters. I understand that. And there's a superstition there. But are there any negatives to playing that par three contest? I know it's great for him. He has his kids caddy for him. It's fun. It's a, the, the guys have a lot of good times. Is there any negative there? You know, the only thing I can really theorize from having talked to guys over the years about that is that sometimes it may throw off various parts of your game in terms of putting or uh, just just your overall routine or approach because it's, it's obviously different than any other tournament. You're not going to go play a par three course on the Wednesday before Bay Hill, for example, or before right. Houston. So. You know, some guys, it, it may throw them off in that regard. Um, there's obviously more energy expended to be there um, as much as uh, it's a lighthearted and, and fun and easy environment. There, there's still energy being expended on what is a very long week. So I have to think that's what is held back. Some guys are playing in it. Well, you know, I read, you know, and things have changed. You bring up you know, the last time he played the Masters and he's missed a lot of years and whatnot. And I'm not being a homer here and bringing up an article written by my very own Brian Wacker here that's a part of our podcast, but I saw over the weekend there was an article on Golf Digest that you wrote about a kinder, gentler, and happier Tiger Woods. And I know you did a lot of research into this article. You could see it on uh, golfdigest.com, once again written by Brian Wacker. It seems that Tiger is being, I don't know if it's more welcomed by his peers or if he's more welcoming to his peers and therefore, it feels like the guys on tour are also feeling different about Tiger this time around. Would you agree with that? Look, here's what I, I loved uh, about the article. Uh, once again, written by, by Brian Wacker, um, as you mentioned. Uh, From Golf before. Digest, yes. Uh, now, look, here's what I loved was if you look at the image that, uh, and kudos to my editors, look, it's all in the editing on these things, um, but a terrific uh, lead image on the story, and it's a collection of Tiger smiling, laughing, uh, all photo photographs, I believe, from this year. So it amazed me that they were able to come up with a such a big collection of photos of him laughing and smiling uh, in, in just a handful of starts this year. Where I'm going with this is that he's in a much better place, obviously, physically, than where he was a year ago. But just mentally and emotionally, um, 
one of the sources I talked to from the story described him as feeling as as there's sort of being this heaviness around him uh, in the past, and now there's a lightness around him um, that we haven't seen in years with right. Tiger. So you know, I bring me, up the fact that you were standing there on Sunday uh, in Tampa when he came up one shot short at the Valspar, when he had multiple chances to pull away and win that golf tournament. And Paul Casey had the best putting day of his career, and it just didn't happen for him. And to me, you were standing there right at that interview after. When he was smiling, he was happy, he was still going through the process and said that he was ahead of his own schedule. To me, that day showed us a different Tiger. A Tiger back in the day would have been upset he didn't win, probably would not have been his forthcoming in the interview. That seemed like a different day. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I think he's been, look, he's never going to be an open book, but he's certainly been more open or candid in some of his answers with the media, which has never been the, uh, the case. He, look, I've always given him a ton of credit for giving the amount, giving time. He's always given time, which not a lot of guys do, um, particularly after a bad day. Right. And uh, Tiger, um, for all the criticism he gets, has always been one to give the media time. Now, in the past, how much he's actually said, um, you know, that's debatable. Uh, how much he's actually revealed or, you know, he, he was very good for a long time and talking a lot without saying anything. Right. And uh, now we're seeing a side of Tiger where we are getting little nuggets or little bits of information or more in-depth answer, in-depth in answers, um, things that are more telling. We're seeing it just in his interactions with the fans. I've also uh, noticed there seems to be, before, I don't think you've ever would have used the term patience to describe Tiger Woods. There seems to be a patience yeah. about him now that we've never seen before. Yeah, because he understands that he's in a different place. Look, he's 42. He's gone through the ringer to be, you know, a ringer. A lot of that was self-induced Course. But I think he has a better understanding of where he is right now, right. Uh, and certainly physically, you know, things are light years, light years better than they were. And the thing is, though, I think it's going to be really important to see where this week goes because, like you said, on his website, he posted he is here to win this week. He expects to be in contention and expects to win. If things don't go the way he expects them to go. It'll be interesting to see how he handles it. If he does win, it'll be interesting to see how he handles it. So much to take from this week. But there are so many other people, like you said, playing other than just Tiger. Bubba Watson has got to be in the conversation. Bubba's gotten hot again. He played very well at the match play. He took a week off now to get ready for Augusta. I think Bubba's got to be in the conversation up at the top of guys that we wonder, will he be there on Sunday? Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas. So, I mean... It's really hard to pick. If you had to pick five guys that you thought were going to be in the top, who are your favorite five guys to watch this week at Augusta? Well, I, I know it's a really boring answer, but I got to go chalk. I got to go guys like uh, Bubba Watson. He's won there twice. He's won twice this year. Uh, he seems to be in a good place. Yeah. Um, I think you have to look at Jordan Speed, another guy who's won there and seems to have figured out uh, the putting woes that he was having earlier this year for most of the year, coming off a third-place finish in Houston. You know, I think you have to look at Rory McIlroy. I think, you know, getting a, a putting tip for Brad Faxon 
I think is going to mentally put him in a much better place than he has been uh, going into Augusta in the past. Right. And he comes off, of course, the Winnipeg Hill. So those are three guys. I think you have to look at Justin Thomas. We talked about Tiger's patience. Justin Thomas last year, one of the key ingredients to his success was being patient. Right. And um, we saw it manifest itself in five wins, his first major at the PGA. Uh, he has all the he has all the tools uh, game wise to fare well at a at a place like Augusta. Those are my top four, and then I'll throw in. Um, Maybe a dark horse, uh, you know, we could see maybe a Kyle Stanley, a guy who, you know, is a good iron player and, and uh, hits a ton of greens. You know, so, uh, look for look for a dark horse. Uh, you mentioned Charlie Hoffman and the long odds yeah. um, that he has. Well, don't don't forget that Charlie last year uh, played well in this tournament right. and, and was in, in hunt deep into, uh, you know, into the weekend. So don't be surprised if there's a dark horse up there and then look for any one of those four other favorites that I mentioned to uh, to be in contention come Sunday. You know, there's so many things about Augusta, the, the legend of, of Augusta, and I know that they've opened a brand new merchandise area. I've seen the pictures online. It looks absolutely beautiful. So you and I will talk uh, after the pod about a couple things. Uh, I'd like you to bring me back from the merchandise area. Right. Uh, um, but the legend of Augusta, I, I keep reading online that there's so many different things about Augusta. I read that you're only allowed to use white tees. Is that true? Because I know you played Augusta. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I You know, that's one thing I had not heard was uh, about the white tees. Um, I, I can't imagine that being the case, but it certainly wouldn't surprise me. I read that after a round, they have a group of people that come in and repair every single divot. They dig a hole eight inches deep repair the divot with another piece of turf that they're growing on another piece of property that matches that yep. grass. And so the next morning, there are no divots when the day starts every single day. Is that true? Look, I, I played at, uh, was fortunate enough to play there the day after the 2014 Masters, which of course was Bubba Watson's second Masters title. And I don't remember seeing a divot there uh, anywhere on the golf course. You could maybe see some spots where there's some filled in divots. I don't really remember seeing a divot. It, it was um, green carpet, basically, is, is what you hit off in the fairway. I mean, it looks picturesque. It looks picture perfect. It looks like a postcard. Can, can you describe what it's like having been there so many it, times and having walked on that golf course? It, look, it, it's like walking around in a postcard. That's exactly what it's like. Um, it's, it's like being in the middle of one, um, living your life on it. And um, the first time you go there, you hear it all the time. TV doesn't do it justice in terms of, uh, the elevation changes and how deep the bunkering is and, and just the perfection of the fairways and really just all of it, the, the, how the flowers just pop. It really is a postcard experience being there. You, you enter in off a road in Washington Road, which, you know, is, is a busy road with strip malls and Waffle House and Starbucks. And then you turn down Magnolia Lane and, and go into the golf course, and, and it's like you're transported onto another planet. You have no idea any of that exists outside the gates. It's, it's amazing. So it really does seem like the most perfect place, and it's something that they've been able to keep so perfect. I know there's all kinds of heating and cooling underneath the greens, and it keeps everything so perfect. And it's As you mentioned, they can control this golf course uh, better and anybody uh, can control any golf course anywhere on the planet, pretty much. And um, 
to me, it's, it's the thing that jumps out at Augusta is it's just such a creative, uh, cool design when it comes to golf courses. And that's, uh, it stood the test of time. Uh, it's one of the, you know, there's not many courses, especially in, in today's, you know, professional game that can, that can stand up to, uh, all the advances we've seen in equipment and distance and so on. But, um, Augusta manages to do that. You know, what's weird is as we've talked about the tournament, there's one guy we really haven't mentioned other than when I mentioned him in the odds and that's the defending champion, Sergio Garcia. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's like a lot of people aren't expecting him to repeat. They're not really even expecting him to contend again. I think last year he kind of came out of nowhere and, Somebody that I want to keep an eye on is Justin Rose. Justin Rose has played well at this tournament many times. He was in the playoff last year. He had a putt on the 18th green in regulation to win it. I think Justin's going to be somebody to keep an eye on. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, he's had tremendous success on this golf course, and I, I'm remiss in, in not mentioning him earlier. Um, but this is a guy who uh, has had a couple of runner-ups here, tremendous ball striker, Putting has, has always sort of been the weak point in his game, but if he can just, you know, put it together for four days, like he has, you know, for the most part um, the last few years, uh, there's no reason he shouldn't contend. He drives the golf ball well, uh, controls uh, his distances on his irons, has a, has a good ball flight, um, hits it high, all of the things you need to do to have success at Augusta and uh, would not be shocked. Uh, again, this the guy who won a major championship, five years ago at, at Marion at the U.S. Open. Um, would not be surprised to see him in the mix again this year on Sunday either. And, two, as we bring up Tiger, we'll go back to that real quick, some changes he's made. So he is going into a tournament now with a new shaft and the driver, the same shaft Rory used at uh, Bay Hill, the Tennessee Orange, for doing some testing with TaylorMade. So he's going into a tournament with a shaft he's never game-tested. His attempt has been to eliminate the left side of the golf course and try to lose the ball to the right if he is going to miss it to the right. Does hitting the ball from left to right, does that favor him here at Augusta? Is this a, is this a golf course where he can cut the ball most of the way? I know there are some holes he has to draw it, but can he generally cut the ball and play this golf course, moving the ball from left to right? Well, look, this is, this is a golf course historically that has favored guys who hit the ball right to left, and, uh, and of course that would be a draw for Tiger. Certain Holes and shots, of course, are going to require um, left-to-right shots. Um, we're going to see that particularly with approach shots. But, but look, I, I, you've got to be able to work the ball really both ways to have success here and have control of uh, your distances especially. You've got to be able to put the ball in the right spot on the greens um, and not leave yourself trouble there. So you mentioned it before, Tiger shot success. I, I, I don't think um, – if there is an area of concern, again, it's going to be that big miss to the left um, with Tiger off the tee uh, with the driver because he's going to have to hit some spots where he'll have to draw it. Uh, you can think of holes like nine or two, uh, for example, as holes where he'll have to draw it off the tee or, or you'd like to see a guy draw it off the tee. You can certainly uh, miss a little to the right there or hit it straight, but um, those are holes that are going to favor a, a kind of a baby draw among others. So, 
you know, to me, it's all about what he can do with that driver and if he can control it. And if he, and, and if he can control it, there's no reason he shouldn't be in contention on Sunday. Right. For, for no other reason other than the fact that it would break the internet, uh, he is my favorite. I think it would be one of the greatest uh, comebacks of all time to see him win. Do you know the reason I want him to win more than anything else? <laughs> uh, there could be lots of reasons. I want to see Sergio put a green jacket on Tiger's back. There we go. You know, that's just one of the many uh, fascinating subplots as we go into a, a, a Masters full of storylines. And that would be uh, as entertaining as, uh, as almost any of them. Right. I mean, it would be. there's been some tension there. There's been the, uh, you know, the banquet overseas where Sergio made some derogatory comments about Tiger pulling the three wood. At the, he claims that Tiger pulled a club out of the bag at the uh, at Sawgrass at TPC during the players, and it caused him to hit a ball bad. There's been a, a very strong, a very long length of issues there. It would really be amazing to watch Sergio put a green jacket on Tiger's back. Plus, I believe it would be amazing for golf if Tiger Woods, because let's be honest, eight months ago, he couldn't get out of bed. Uh, six months ago, he was in the back of a cop car, and he would be now putting a green jacket on, and be back to the top once again at a sport that we would so love to see him back at. So you've got to be getting close now, right, Wacker? Oh, yeah. We're, um, I, I just uh, I've seen my first uh, welcome to Augusta sign, and I'm now stuck in famous uh, Augusta National traffic. So that tells you uh, just how much anticipation there is for this year. It's, here we are, not to date ourselves, but 10.30 a.m. Eastern time, and already – the traffic is just bumper to bumper everywhere you turn. Right. And now let me ask you this. In comparison, were, were you there last year at this same time? Yes. Uh, around the same time, not quite the same level of, uh, of traffic that we're seeing right now. Right. And that's the thing. Tiger Woods, once again, just moving the needle in so many different ways. And it's not just Tiger. The Like we said earlier, the anticipation for this Masters is like none we've seen in a long, long time time so we'll join you again next week we'll have a master's champion we'll have some other guests here on the podcast wacker enjoy it uh we'll we'll post lots of pictures at playthrough golf we'll post some at brian wacker one uh at froggy radio we'll be all over uh social media uh wacker thanks for joining us enjoy your time at the masters and uh if you could just grab me a couple things in the merchandise shop i'd appreciate it the bill will be coming straight to you my friend playing through with Froggy, Brian, Golf, and Wacker. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.